0: Yes, yes, yes. You were made to be courageous. Welcome, all you Courageous Cause Champions. I'm Lainey Friedrich, and this is the Couch to 5A Podcast, Episode 8. Today, I want to tell a love story, and I make it emotional. This is a love story of me and a movement called Voters, Not Politicians. This love story has been going on for the last year and a half. A little a little explanation. Voters Not Politicians was a movement that was started two years ago following the November 2016 presidential election when our founder sent a Facebook post to her friends and family and said, I want to take on gerrymandering in the state of Michigan. Is anybody else interested? And it it grew and grew and grew from there. I actually plugged into it in almost a year after that point. So I just want to walk you through my part of the story because if you go to Voters Not Politicians, you can hear Katie Fahey's story, which you know this is her, she was the originator. And uh, her story is beautiful as well. But I just want to share mine. And, and I think it's so cute because um, I just got a cup of tea that I could have on hand here. And when I pulled the little Yogi tea brand uh, tea tag, it says, If you do anything out of sheer compassion, you will never go wrong. So after the November 2016 presidential election, I was in such shock, such dismay at what had happened, and as you know from my origin story on earlier podcasts, I sat down that weekend and I started sketching out ways that I could get involved, that I could change this mess. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, what I could do, but I wanted to to do a lot of things with the help of other people, with encouraging other people. And one of the things I did is I started attending my local Democratic Party's meetings. I went to their, I think it was the county meeting, and I'll talk about my um, evolution with that club in uh, the next podcast. But... Uh, Suffice it to say, I started going to their meetings um, and in January of 2017, I believe it was the January meeting, they had the president of the league, the the Michigan president of the League of Women Voters speaking about gerrymandering in the state of Michigan. And I uh, had no idea what gerrymandering was. Um, Gerrymandering, for those of you who don't know, is when politicians figure out how we tend to vote and they redraw our voting district lines to benefit themselves and their party and it's uh... very unfair it's very manipulative and the lines get redrawn every ten years with the census data because each voting district has to have the same population represented not not voters but actual population and so she was showing all this information about how in the state of michigan we tend to vote about 50-50, you know, just like the rest of the United States, you know, a little couple of in percentage points for the independents. Um, but, you know, ha- sort of half and half. And yet, because of the way that these district lines are so unfairly drawn, even though everyone votes 50-50, we were being represented about 70-30 in favor of the Republican Party. Now, I just want to say as an aside that I have voted for people on both parties over the years. I, I tend to be more democratic leaning, but I have it, um, over the years voted for independent candidates and I have voted for certain Republican candidates that I have felt were very well qualified for their positions. So I just wanted to give that little aside. <coughs> but what I what I didn't want to see is this unfairness, because it meant that one vote didn't mean one voice anymore. Uh, It was really squelching our voices and our representation. And at the end of that meeting, I just, I realized, you know, that is the cause. That is the cause that I want to get involved with. At that time, Voters Not Politicians was just getting up and running. I think there may have been someone representing them at that meeting, um, but they were still in their formulation stage. And so I kept my radar open for other opportunities to learn more about this whole gerrymandering issue. Well, the next month in uh, a nearby city in Huntington Woods, they were having a town hall meeting where they had invited one of uh, the Wayne State University professors who is really an expert on the topic of gerrymandering who came and spoke and he gave even more information about the unfairness of the way that the district lines are drawn here in Michigan and it it totally fired me up. I had, my boyfriend was with me at that meeting and I was furiously taking notes and we were just, we were both disgusted and Uh, just in in disbelief that that this was happening. And again, uh, I had these um, murmurings that there were organizations that were starting to look into um, trying to change our redistricting method here in the state of Michigan so that when the 2020 census data came in that the lines could be redrawn more fairly. Fast forward, a few months into, I want to say July of 2017, I was uh, at a, I call it a hippie hippie music festival, called Hollerfest at this wonderful organic farm um, out in um, Brooklyn, Michigan with my boyfriend. And Voters Not Politicians had a table set up there where they were... Uh, collecting petition signatures because by this time the movement had gone through the process of um, creating a ballot proposal and to make this change what they needed to do was uh, have a, a proposal voted on by the voters of the state of Michigan and in order to get a proposal on the ballot you need so many signatures from the registered voters And so they were collecting tons and tons of signatures there. And I, you know, we both, you know, I both signed it. And I also said, hey, I want to be a volunteer with this. This, As soon as I had heard about it, I, I knew I wanted to get involved. So I signed up as a volunteer and got called, you know, within a couple of weeks to start circulating petitions. And just so you know, this was all very, very new for me. I had not been involved in anything even remotely political ever. I didn't even know how this process worked. I didn't know what the petition signature forms were. They they had training for us. I had a great team captain. So I learned what what I was supposed to do. And I'll tell you what I was I was still very nervous. Even though I'm, you know, I was a bank, bank vice president for many years, I did um, commercial loan collection work, I'm a very confident person with a very thick skin, and yet the thought of going out amongst the people on the streets and asking for their signature for this proposal um, campaign was uh, really daunting for me because it was, it was just so new. I had no idea what to expect. All I knew is that I wanted this to be successful. So I was going to get out of, um, I was going to learn whatever I needed to learn to to do what I could to help this campaign. And as fate would have it, my first uh, location that I signed up to circulate petitions at was at the Royal Oak Farmers Market, which is about a mile from my house. And Royal Oak is votes primarily Democratic and tends to be more open-minded community generally, and so I felt like the people that I would be talking to would general, you know, probably the majority of them would be open-minded about hearing about this and putting their signature on this um, petition. Well, luckily for me. Uh, there, I looked over at the parking lot uh, at the south end of the Royal Oak Farmers Market when I when I got there, and there was a big walk going on, some kind of you know fundraising walk going on. It was a Saturday, and I walked over and I started asking some of the people. I said, "Hey, what's what's going on over here? What's what what is this walk event?" And they said, "Oh, this is the AIDS walk, <laughs> the AIDS walk." So I thought. Thank whatever powers are up there that I am at a place that has all kinds of open-minded, um, progressive people at it. And so I—that was my first, um, my first day of collecting petition signatures was at the AIDS Walk event, and people were fantastic. They were friendly, they were patient in listening to me babble, you know, a little awkwardly at my little spiel that I had been taught about what to say to ask people to sign the petition and and it was a really great day. I got, I don't know, probably 50 signatures or something in an hour and a half. And I also saw someone else walking around the uh same area this walk area and she was carrying the clipboard and the she had the pin on with our voters not politicians so i walked over to her and i said hey i see you're circulating i just i just finished here myself how's it going and she said it was going great and you know we exchanged um contact information and stephanie and i ended up being like tag team buddies for the remainder of the petition circulating phase of the campaign. So it was great because I met her the very first day and because I didn't know anybody else um, and I couldn't convince any of my other friends to do the petition circulating with me. But again, I, I was determined to help this get fixed. So, Stephanie and I ended up settling into some different routines. We would stand out on certain corners in um, high traffic corners in downtown Royal Oak, um, like Friday nights, Saturday nights. And once the weather started getting colder and the days started getting shorter and we were losing daylight hours in the evenings, we started going to circulate in um, a municipal parking lot, a surface lot that's really large in Ferndale, which is a, a neighboring city that is even more progressive than Royal Oak. It has a large LBGTQ population, and so a lot of diversity, a lot of open-mindedness, a lot of people who are very um, well-versed in politics and political um, events so we had we ended up having a great time we were there on Saturdays we'd go on Sundays and collected tons of signatures and then we even ended up so this is now we're into you know at that point October of 2017 and uh, she and I she had discovered that uh, the Lions tailgating down at Eastern Market on Sundays was really um, easy ways to get a lot of signatures as well because you know you'd find a group of people that ended up all being like-minded and you could get you know a dozen signatures just with this one tailgating group and then other groups you know weren't interested at all and so you'd you'd quickly move on but we were able to get hundreds and hundreds of signatures in uh, a couple of hours there which is which is great because we were averaging about 10, maybe 10 to 15 signatures an hour and that may not seem like a lot, but you have to talk to a lot of people to get 10 signatures and it takes a few minutes to talk to people as well about it. Anyway, we did that, we we, we even were at the tailgate for uh, this time last year for Thanksgiving we went to the tailgate, and I had my Santa hat on. One of the other circulator guys that came with us had his like Rudolph you know, antlers on, and and we had a um, a very successful day. It was extremely cold, very 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 cold. And the campaign ended up we circulated for a little while. I think until the end of November, which it, it got really really cold. I can remember those last couple of weekends that we were circulating the petition in Ferndale in the parking lot and and it was so cold and I'll never forget this one woman was so sweet. Um, The parking lot that we were canvassing in had a a little coffee shop um, in in one of the in the strip center that had different shops and this woman came out and she brought me a hot cider and um, a pastry because she's like oh my gosh you must be so cold out here. (laughs) And it was just it was just it warmed my heart so much that people wanted to support us in this and and that ended the petition phase of the campaign where we collected like a hundred thousand more signatures than we even needed to submit to the Secretary of state and Again, I was learning all of this I didn't know anything about any of these processes, but when you're in when you're in the in the game, so to speak, when you're knee deep in it, you, you get to learn. It's a much more it's much more fascinating way to learn than reading it in a you know a textbook or or trying to read some snippet of a news article. When you're when you're out there walking the walk, it's um it's definitely a learning experience. And luckily like I said, we were able to finish the signature gathering phase of the campaign at the end of November Whew. and we were all like thank God because it's so cold out here and you know here I am, here we are talking about how cold it is and yet here we are in Metro Detroit and there were people up in our Upper Peninsula there were people circulating it petition signature petitions and getting signatures in every single county in the entire state of Michigan Lower Peninsula, Upper Peninsula, people were just rocking it. I mean, it had teams that had incredible results with signatures. There were people at rest stops on the freeways that were getting signatures from people as they were traveling up and down the interstate highways over the, you know, the fall. It, it was just—I can't even tell you how amazing it was to be a part of this group. So we all got a little breather over the last winter until they were going to start the canvassing phase of the campaign this, this spring, in spring of 2018. And I really was a little hesitant about canvassing because I had never done it before. And I really, you know, I hate, I hate it when people come up and bother me at my door. Honestly, I hate canvassers. I have a no soliciting sign in my window. Some people, some people still knock on my door. And I just, I do not like to be bothered. So I felt like, ugh, I'm going to be bothering these people. And I, I really just had to step back and say, you know what? These, the people that we talked to when we gathered signatures were so appreciative of knowing about this problem and knowing that there was a way that they could help fix it, just like I did when I first heard the presentation by the League of Women Voters and by the Wayne State University professor. I was so grateful that those people had shared with me information about this is the problem. Here's how we can fix it. So I just, I approached the canvassing phase that way and I thought, you know what, I just, I want to help people know about this and and I really believe that they will be grateful. A, A lot of them will be grateful about it. So we started canvassing, I wanna say, March, maybe, probably March, April when the weather started to get a little bit warmer and I was on the Ferndale team even though I live in Royal Oak, we had, had a couple of Royal Oak teams and I had had so much fun circulating the petitions in Ferndale that I stayed assigned to a Ferndale team and started knocking on doors in Ferndale and again it was very uh, a great way to start that phase and boost my confidence about it because people were very open minded to it in that community a lot of them had already signed the petition the year before so they were like oh yeah i already signed that and i said yep that's great that was for the first phase now we're in the phase 2 which is you know just letting you know that you need to vote for it now you need to vote for it when it comes up on november 6th on the ballot and here's our website and you know share this information with other people so it's canvassing uh, informational canvassing to let people know that didn't know about it already the people that knew about it already just ask them to you know share that information with their network of people um... you know make a donation think volunteer if they wanted to volunteer so it was very it it was a great 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 experience And I just want to back up and say that I was really, really proud of the fact that during the signature gathering, I ended up being one of the people in the top 5% of signature gatherers in the state of Michigan. I had 575 signatures um, that I had gathered, which again doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're only getting, you know, 10 or 15 an hour, that's a lot of hours of signature gathering. And the fact was, we had a lot of volunteers who we were able to do a little bit of circulating so we had many 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 people in the you know 50 100 200 signatures in the campaign and believe me we had ones above me that had thousands of signatures that they had gathered you know i don't know if these people are retired or what have you and you know they were super rock stars but i i was i was really happy that the consistency of time i had put in the four to six hours a week I had committed to go out and gather signatures in high volume places, locations, had paid off. And and I felt like I had made a real meaningful contribution to that phase of the campaign. So here we are now in the canvassing phase, and I did a little bit of canvassing for a few weeks in Ferndale, and then got the information through our network of the campaign that they needed more circulators in Macomb County because Oakland County, where I live, has had a really strong, large network of volunteers for the first phase, the signature gathering phase, um, and they and they have a lot, a lot of volunteers for the canvassing phase, but Macomb County did not. It didn't really have. Uh, volunteer base because it didn't really have a leadership structure uh, in the volunteer side of things. So they asked for more people and because I'm from Macomb County originally I felt really strongly that I wanted help out. So I spent the next probably two months I would say uh, let me think this is November so September, October that's about right Canvassing in Warren, which was great because I, when I was in high school, I used to work at the McDonald's there at 14 Mile and Ryan, and worked with people that went to the Warren uh, high schools. My my brother-in-law went to one of the Warren high schools, so I felt like it was my old some of my old stomping grounds. It's uh, you know the types of neighborhoods that I had grown up in. And what was interesting canvassing there versus canvassing here in Ferndale is that in Ferndale, like I had mentioned, people were, many people were already well-informed or at least familiar with the fact that that we had this ballot proposal out there. Many, many, many people in Macomb County that I talked to did not even know about it. Which was interesting because I felt a lot of the, I was using a lot of the same sort of sales pitch that I had used Signature Gathering because in the Signature Gathering, you know, it was, it was sort of like, hey, what's gerrymandering? Here's what it is. We're trying to fix it. So I kind of stepped back in the level of detail that I gave people because they were just starting. It, it was just the tip of the iceberg of understanding for them, which was interesting. So fast forward to this week. today's November 8th. So two days ago, November 6th, was election day, general election day. And I wasn't feeling concern about whether we were going to pass this proposal or not until Monday. And Monday I just thought to myself, god, what what if this doesn't pass? What if these last 2 years, this is a 2-year process. A year of signature gathering to get it on the ballot, a year of, you know, educating people that it's going to be on the ballot and they should vote for it. What if what if this doesn't pass? It has to pass at least by 51% of the voters. What if it doesn't pass and we have to start back again to get it on the ballot again and, and that wouldn't give us enough time to get the commission in place for the 2020 census data. So Monday night, Monday Monday night was the first time in the campaign that I was really really worried about the outcome. Tuesday morning, I was toying with whether I was going to go and watch the results as they came in at our our uh, Oakland County location in Pontiac where they had arranged to have the party because I didn't really know. I'd, I'd done a lot of solo um, canvassing and my friend Stephanie wasn't going to be able to go and I just thought, you know, do I really want to go to this party where I don't really know that many people. However, I did end up going and I'm so glad I did because another way that I was volunteering during this second phase, this canvassing phase, is inputting um, on this database uh, the canvassing events so that people could sign up for it and their hours would get logged into our database. And so I had interfaced at least an email with all of the team captains and I think there were 20 or something like that uh, in Oakland County and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to go and see these people in person that I've been exchanging emails with over the last couple of months and go because whether it passes or whether it doesn't pass, I want to be around other people who are going through the same emotions that I am on this night. So I went out, we the party started late after all the polls had closed. So they started at nine o'clock and I started meeting the, the different captains and got tons of hugs from them. Oh, lady you've been so helpful. <laughs> so which was a lot of fun. I was really glad to to get that those pats on the back and to let them know how awesome I thought they were as well. And so we started to see the results come in, and the first results were about 60% in favor, 40% uh, against the, the proposal. And I thought, okay, this is going to win. We're going we're gonna to win. This, this is we, we're going to be in the 60% ish. And, and that continued for the next several hours. We just every time we'd see it come up on the board, we'd start cheering, and we were cheering for the other races that were being won here in the state of Michigan for candidates that I had voted for. And it was it was just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful culmination of this beautiful, beautiful process, these beautiful people. It, it was an extraordinary campaign. It was, we broke all kinds of records in how fast we got signatures, how many volunteers we had, um, the money that we raised, um, and then the fact that we got it passed with the first um, try versus other states who had tried to do this, and it took them you know, multiple years and multiple attempts. So it really just was, was such an amazing, amazing night on Tuesday night to share that victory and to know that, yeah, I had, I had volunteered, you know, four, six, eight hours a week, some, some weeks, some weeks not at all, and in other weeks I did because it felt so right. It felt so important to me to to do this, and all of us felt the same way. It was, it was nonpartisan. It w- brought people together from all backgrounds that really just want fairness in our political processes and our political representation. So that is the culmination of my love story with Voters Not Politicians and there are you know, other pieces of it as well. But that's, those are the, the major aspects of it. And what I want to leave you with today is how important it is and why I teach people to plug into a cause that really has your heart. Namaste.